Welcome to the Power of Showing Up podcast brought to you by Raise Foundation, the experts in youth mentoring. My name's Dan and I'm the host of this podcast and a program counselor here at Raise. And in today's episode, it's a very special one as we're talking to the CEO and founder of Raise. Her name's Vicky Condon and This is a really cool episode to get a true understanding of the history of Raise, where it's come from, how it started, and future plans here at Raise Foundation. It's really, really beautiful to see that the Raise program has built to the point now that there are over 150 programs in six jurisdictions. And for me, being relatively new to the team, like it's even amazing to see the growth in the last year. But I would really love to know, you know, how it all started. Like, if you cast your mind back to raise at the beginning, like, what did that look like? Yeah, it's interesting to think back. You know, it's 13 years now since we started. So 2008 was our um, our very beginning. And our first programs ran in 2009. So we had three programs in that year and we had 58 young people in the program. So I had, you know, just written the business plan and just decided to um, to have a go. And it was quite remarkable the first year. It was really just me for the first, oh, at least three years, but potentially five years. I was just working in my um, home office, which was actually just the foot of my bedroom, like just in my bedroom, just me. And, um, you know, just playing it by ear at that time. And yeah, that was 13 years ago. And you're right, Dan, we've we had 155 programs last year in 2021. And this year we've got 188 programs running um, across those six states. So there's been a lot of change in that time. Yeah, no, I could I could imagine for sure. And that's kind of leading into the next question. Like, how does rates compare to when it first started to where it's at now? Have things changed in the program? Has the structure or the format changed at all? So interesting because in the very beginning, I just thought I would, you know, have a go. I um, I was teaching at TAFE at the time and working with young people who'd been disengaged from school um, or suspended or expelled. And I had retrained as a counsellor, so my my um, first career, I guess, was in human resource management. So I was really just kind of making it up as I went along, if I'm being really honest with you. There was a great organisation called the Australian Youth Mentoring Network, the AYMN, and I went off to their conferences and I looked on their website, got all their fact sheets. And so when I was writing the program, you know, the content and the curriculum of the program, I was really just talking to the young people around me. My own children were kind of early teens at that time as well. So I was just kind of looking and thinking about, you know, what did they need and and really just developed it all on my own at the very beginning. But over the years, um, and I think this is the beauty of Raise and the reason why it has flourished uh, to the, you know, incredible organisation that it is now is because so many different people have brought their skills and talents and experiences to the organisation. So as soon as I opened it up and welcomed other people in, then it made a huge difference. Like the impact of that was phenomenal. It's one of one of the key turning points of RAISE was really, you know, welcoming in other people, other people to be program counsellors, um, expanding the board so that we had more skills and experience there and, um, you know, continually developing our, our key differentiators, which is like the training 
and the program delivery with qualified counsellors and the evaluation because knowing that um, whatever we learned from each year when we could you know improve the following year and, and pick out those pieces that that we thought were working well or the bits that weren't working well and change them up um, that kind of helped us to evolve into to where we are today. Yeah, no, that's really beautiful. And and I guess that's the thing, like with any organization that's going to grow, especially to the extent that Raise has grown, you know, if you're comparing it to where you first started and it was just, I guess, almost just this thing that you kind of put out into the world and saw how it would um, how it would be taken by, by people in the community and to where it's at now, obviously, there's probably a lot more thought process, I want to say, that goes into decisions and a lot more like intentional action behind how the organization's going to move forward. So like if we're to think about how it has changed, would you say that that's something that's like a, a large change as, as opposed to when you first started and just kind of tested it? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the strategy, it, it's quite interesting, you know, when I look back and I, I remember the feeling, um, I remember the moment actually when I decided to just have a go and, um I guess to keep a bit of the background, I, I had written a business plan um, in May of 2008 uh, and it was it was my 40th birthday, right? So it, it was a midlife crisis, you know, let me be honest. And so I took off to the beach and sat at Byron Bay and wrote this business plan. But then I had this kind of um, confidence issue, I guess, when I got home and I thought, oh, I'm just going to put this business plan away in my bottom drawer because... There were so many charities across Australia at that time and, or even now as well, and, you know, I just, oh, I've never run a business before, you know, an organisation or a charity. I'll just I'll just keep volunteering and, you know, keep teaching at TAFE. But um, later that year, it was a few months later, um, a very close family friend of ours um, who was 14 years old died by suicide and um, it's not that I knew him very well um but we knew the family very well and my husband worked with them um my husband was actually there when it happened and it, it really kind of um rocked us and rocked the family and our children were not much younger than that by that time and so the moment that I pulled out the business plan I remember thinking if we could just help one young person then that would make all the difference and I think lots of us get caught up on um something like that, you know, you have this experience or a moment or a thought that you hang on to and you kind of go, okay, it's like a moment of madness where you just go, I'm just going to have a go at this because it's not okay, you know, what's happening is not okay and we need to act, we need to do something. So I remember um, starting then and you're right, Dan, that the, the momentum now is all about having um, the strategy, having the plan in place, having the right people and the right skills and experience um attracting people to our village you know it was just me for those first few years but now we have 107 um employees which sounds like a lot but you know a lot of us are um part-time but you know um still a lot of people that are now delivering the program and writing the program and training mentors um our leadership team is extraordinary and so is our board and we've got some great advisors you know our patrons david gonski so he gives us incredible advice and so now um it's a lot more than just me and uh it needs to be that way because 
there is so much that we can and should and have been able to do with the organisation um, because of all those other people that are here. And, you know, at the heart of everything is young people and what's going on for them and, and that they just need someone to talk to. So, mm. you know, we'll never give up while young people um, still are facing the challenges that they are and could benefit from having a mentor. So, you know, that that's our wish is that as many young people as we possibly can right across the country get to have a mentor. Yeah, no, exactly right. And, you know, as terrible as that story is that you just shared before, I think, you know, that, that sounds like it's the why, you know, it's the guiding force as to how we can try to make an impact on, on more lives and try to bring that, you know, the, those important conversations that happen between a mentor and a young person um, into the community yeah. and into the schools. Um, and, and I guess like when I think back to when it first started with that like strong guiding force and that why and, you know, that that's by the sounds of it come through the years with Ray's moving on to the idea of what has stayed the same, like are there guiding principles or values that you have felt throughout the entire journey of RAISE? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the young people always have to be, you know, front and centre. They're the heart of everything that we're doing. So all of our decisions are based around, you know, what's best for them and that that's always been the same and it always will be. You know, our values are all around, um, you know, bringing vitality and energy and fun to the organisation. We'll always hang on to that. Um, we have another value about um, showing heart. So, you know, making sure that that, that is, um, you know, evident in everything that we do mm. uh, and the professionalism and the quality of our programs. So, yes, we've grown a lot over the years. We actually have a really um, huge a strategic impact goal and a strategic impact plan around that um, but we won't sacrifice you know having a huge quantity of young people and mentors in the program for the sake of the quality of the program so that will always be a constant at raise mm. um, so yeah there's lots of things like that that we'll, we'll always hang on to and um you know, some things have changed, though. I mean, some things stayed the same. But, you know, I always thought we'd only do face-to-face -face mentoring. I always wanted it to be an interpersonal kind of conversation. But, you know, we just had two years of a pandemic. And, you know, we had to um, adapt the program for online. And, you know, I stand corrected because that has worked really well for lots of young people who, you know, if not for us being brave and having a go at online, then they wouldn't have had a mentor. So, um, you know, some things have changed, but lots of things will always stay strong as the structure and, you know, the, the foundation of, of who we are as an organisation. Yeah, and, and I, it is beautiful to see, like, honestly, raises such an amazing space and, and the results that we're getting is, is speaking for itself, obviously. But I guess I, I would love to know, like, where RAISE is kind of planning on going in the future. Like, what do you see for RAISE in the future? Our patron a couple of years ago asked her, um, well, some people might say is a really obnoxious question, but it, it kind of sparked our um, thought process when David said to us, hey, listen, you know, if you had no limitations, if you had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, what would you do with this organisation? Like, what do you want to do? And um, that sparked the leadership team and the board at the time to um, to have a really kind of heartfelt conversation about, okay, this thing works, um, young people need mentors, what do we want to do? And so we were lucky enough to do a, um, 
a strategic project with McKinsey and Co who came in for seven weeks and sat with us and helped us to write this plan about how might we offer the program to um, uh, right across the country to as many schools and as many young people as we possibly can. And, you know, we've decided to prioritise younger students. So we always run our mentoring in schools at the moment and um, we prioritise kind of year seven and eight students. So those who are 13 and 14 years old. Um, but we want to be able to offer, you know, in every state and territory in the country. So that could be like if you looked at all public secondary schools, for example, that could be up to a thousand schools and we have 15 young people in every program. So that would be 15,000 young people every year. So we have this plan to be able to get there. Um, at the moment, we've just spent the summer um, readapting our strategic plan to have a look at a transitional strategic goal. So 15,000 is a pretty big jump. Um, you know, last year we had 2,124 young people in the program. This year, we're currently recruiting and training and screening mentors with the hope of being able to place 2,500 young people in the program. But our transitional goal is to have 5,500 young people by 2025 in our program. So we'll do 2,500 this year, then 3,500, then 4,500, then 5,500. And, and, um, and um, once we get to there, over that time, we'll be having a look really closely at our operational efficiencies and making sure that we're, you know, um, not spending too much money in order to do that, that we're still maintaining all the quality of the program. Um, but that's our goal. So we've got 5,500 um, in the next few years and then on to 15,000 once we master that. So it's um, it's very exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. I love it how it's like segmented as well. So you've kind of got that, I want to say slow, but it's maybe not slow. Like you've got those incremental increases each year of what you're expecting, which is... Yeah, it's quite funny. Some people think it's slow. Some people think it's really fast. And, um, you know, we want to just eat this big goal. I guess it's like eating a pizza, you know, just slice by slice, yeah. um, break it down so that you you know you get there in the end and, you know, don't, don't burn everyone out on the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a lovely place to end there. So this is kind of just a little bit of a history of Ray's where it all started and I guess the future of it and where it potentially could be going. Um, thank you so much, Vicky, for jumping on. Uh, any last oh, thoughts no. or comments or anything you'd like to say before we end? No, not at all, Dan. I just want to say thanks so much for having me and um, thanks to you know anyone who's listening who's been involved with Ray's. You know, the name Ray's is all about it takes a village to raise a child and um, we're so lucky that we've got so many incredible people that are prepared to jump in and, and help young people. So um, my big thank you to everyone who's involved with our village. Um, you, you make all the difference. Thanks for joining me today for the Power of Showing Up podcast brought to you by Raise Foundation, the experts in youth mentoring. Want to hear more about Youth Matters? Then subscribe today so you are always up to date with our latest episodes. If you like this episode, then feel free to share it with a friend or leave us a review. We'll see you in the next episode.